and welcome to the World of Birds podcast. I am your host, Kayla Fisk. This podcast features the great diversity found throughout the bird world, including their unique behaviors, adaptions, habitats, and everything in between, with the hope of educating others and hopefully inspiring action to help protect and conserve these amazing species. The first Saturday of September is International Vulture Awareness Day, so this episode is in honor of that and this amazing group of birds. While these birds may not be everybody's favorites, they still fill a very important niche in the environment. They are the cleanup crews. When an animal dies, scavengers like vultures will take care of the body. But that deceased animal could be carrying deadly bacteria and viruses, such as rabies, botulism, and cholera, to name a few. This factor is one thing that makes vultures such an important key to the food chain. Their stomachs have such strong acids that it even dissolves these bacteria and viruses and removes them from spreading to other wildlife and people. They are key players in keeping the environment and other wildlife healthy by removing these pathogens from the ecosystems they inhabit. Generally recognized by their bald head and neck void of any feathers, there are some that don't fit that description, like the bearded vulture for example. But in this species case, that is because they have a very specialized diet, one that consists of about 80% bone and bone marrow, so they generally don't have as much need for lack of feathers on their heads. But the bearded vulture isn't the only vulture with a unique diet. The palm nut vulture's diet is also very unusual in that it consists of about 60% fruit, mainly from the oil and raffia palm. Their diet can also consist of crabs, frogs, fish, and even reptile eggs. This characteristic of lacking feathers on their heads is crucial for these select species for two different reasons. One being is that it helps keep them clean as they stick their heads into carcasses to feed. Otherwise, they would have a hard time keeping those feathers clean. And clean feathers are important for the survival of any bird. The second reason is that these bare areas are helpful with thermal regulation or controlling their body temperature, especially for the old world vultures out in the hot African plains. They also have other ways to help control their body temperatures. New world vultures like turkey vultures and black vultures employ a method called urohydrosis, where they will literally defecate on their own legs to help keep themselves cool. Vultures are overall large birds, but can range in size from the smallest being the lesser yellow-headed vulture with a wingspan of up to 1.6 meters, or about 5.4 feet, and weighing about 1.55 kilograms, all the way up to the largest Andean condor, with a wingspan of up to 3.3 meters, or 10.5 feet, and weighing up to 15 kilograms. They also possess large, wide wings, which is perfect for gliding and soaring in search for food. They also have a very fun defense mechanism to deal with potential threats, and that would be projectile vomiting. They are found on every continent except Australia and Antarctica. While Australia doesn't have any vultures, it does have a different species that fills that niche, and that would be the wedge-tailed eagle. Most species are also monomorphic, meaning that both males and females will look the same. But the Andean condor, for example, are dimorphic, meaning they do display a difference. Vultures can be broken down into two separate groups, the Old World and the New World. 
Old world vultures are found in Africa, Asia, and Europe, while the new world vultures are located in North and South America. These two groups are actually not closely related, but do share a convergent evolution. Meaning, while they may not be related, since they evolved to fill the same niche, they've evolved very similar traits and behaviors. The Old World vultures consist of 16 different vulture species. Since this group doesn't have a good sense of smell, they tend to locate carrion exclusively by sight. Their toes and feet are also much stronger than the New World vultures. An excellent example of avian intelligence is also present in this group. The Egyptian vulture will actually use tools. It is known to pick up and use small stones to crack open large, thick-billed ostrich eggs. Over half of the Old World vultures are listed as either vulnerable, endangered, or critically endangered, with their main threats being the use of diclofenac in Asia and poisonings and the trade in their parts in Africa. Threats also include habitat loss. A huge threat to African species is poison carcasses. Since a large number of vultures circling the air can give away the location of a poached rhino or elephant, ivory poachers have been known to poison the carcasses, which has led to huge casualties and a huge hit to an already endangered population, with many instances of hundreds of individuals being killed in a single spot. The New World vultures that inhabit the Americas consists of seven different species. Five of these are vultures, while the other two are the Andean and California condor. While the Old World vultures find carcasses by sight, these will actually find carrion by scent. Also, unlike most other birds, the New World vultures do not have a syrinx, or a voice box. Because of this, they are only capable of making hissing or grunting sounds. And while the Old World vultures are thought to be evolved from hawks, the New World vultures are believed to have evolved from storks. Also, unlike the Old World vultures, they tend to have long, flat toes that are not strong or designed for grasping, but are perfect for walking. The population of these New World species are also overall more stable, although some are still faced with many threats such as habitat loss and lead poisoning. The Californian condor was an inch away from extinction, with its total population down to just 22 individuals in the 1980s. A massive and incredible project was started, where every single individual was rounded up, and a captive breeding program effort was initiated to try and save the species. Though they faced many challenges, it was successful, and there are now over 300 individuals back in the wild today. Truly an amazing example of a conservation success story. And with many ways, you can help vultures locally and worldwide, thankfully. And with 14 out of 23 considered at risk of extinction, they can use all the help they can get. And every little bit helps. You can help convince others to use non-lead ammunition like copper or steel. Also by helping to educate others on the threats vultures face. Or even by donating to nonprofits like the Vulture Conservation Foundation. Even something as simple as moving the roadkill away from the road can help prevent your local vultures from getting hit by vehicles. And with that, I wrap up this vulture-themed episode. I hope you enjoyed it and learned a few things about this unique group of species and why they are so important to the ecosystem. If you did enjoy this episode, please feel free to share it or leave a review on your favorite listening platform. 
And as always, you can follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Kayla Fisk Birds. Thanks for listening, all you lovely bird nerds, and have a great day.